Goosebumps number 49, Vampire Breath by R.L. Stein. Open wide and say, mouthwash. He's a dentist's nightmare. Tough. That's Freddie Martinez and his friend Kara. They're not afraid of anything. But that was before they went exploring in Freddie's basement. Before they found the secret room. Before they found the bottle of Vampire Breath. Poor Freddy and Kara. They should have never opened that bottle of vampire breath. Because now there's a vampire in Freddy's basement. And he's very, a very, a thirsty. Listener beware. You're in for a scare. Daswampir, Nosferatu, Yesferatu, Dracul, mm, House of Dracul. Hi, I'm Daniel Montgomery. Hi, I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery. And we love vampires. And goosebumps. Oh. I'm so glad we have a just a straightforward vampire book. Is this the only vampire book we get in the actual series? You know, I think... I think it is. I mean, we have Please Don't Feed the Vampire, right? But that's a Give Yourself Goosebumps. Am I wrong? That's not even right. It isn't? I mean, it is right, but like, it's, this is the only vampire book. Yes, let's just say this is the only one. And it took us 49 books to get to a vampire book. I'm pretty excited. I, I like vampires. I like vampires too. I've always liked them. I sleep with an Edward Cullen pillow. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm glad they're I'm glad this is happening, you know? Do you are like you feeling sick? Am I what? Are you feeling sick because you keep coughing? Oh, Matthew. Oh, Danier. Better keep that garlic away from me. Ew. You know what? Garlic actually does make me feel sick. Oh, no. Das Wampir. And I don't like being out in bright, direct sunlight. <laughs> Am I a vampire? Wait, when I'm in direct sunlight, I shine like a diamond. Does oh. that mean I'm a vampire? Yes, it do. I'm a vampire, y'all. So, this book came out in November 19th. 19- so, this podcast is called Welcome to Deadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast, This is the Goosebumps podcast. We just love Goosebumps. Same? Same. This is, we're coming from our mother June's basement in Davistown, Pennsylvania. That's true. We're actually on location shooting this episode. Recording this episode. We, oh. Yes, we're on the road right now. So if things sound different, choke on it. Yeah, if things sound different, then choke on it. So, uh... <laughs> Matthew, why don't you tell me what this book looks like? Well, it looks like shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So this book, um, the, the, can you um, spit it out? Well, Daniel, can you tell us when this book came out? It came out in November 1996. That's right. The colors are a dark purple blue and a afternoon marigold. Ooh, it's def- I'm so glad you said marigold because it is. Yes, that's right. Um, so the cover of this book is a a coffin, and coming out of the coffin is a vampire. Now, the vampire that you guys are going to meet in mere moments, his name is Count Nightwing. He sucks. This... <laughs> This picture on the cover of the book isn't a picture of Count Nightwing. This is some other vampire. Um, He's crawling out. This vampire has um, sexy, um, maybe black raven hair that's wild and sexy. And he has angry, dark clown makeup on. Um, And he has white skin. He's holding dead flowers. And there's a bottle of something called Vampire Breath. And out of the Vampire Breath is a a sneaky, skinny green line that looks like a genie that's trickling its way up into the air into this vampire's mouth as he's poking out of the coffin. He really... I think um, Tim Jacobus was trying to make him look edgy and have, you know, deep, dark bags under his eyes. But it just looks like... um, Hall- Halloween makeup. It looks like a hot topic. 
Yeah, it's like dime. He he has purple diamonds under his eyes, basically. Is and what you it guys means. don't get it twisted. There ain't nothing we love more than goosebumps. But oh, don't get it. If you guys, I love it. And this original cover, if you can Google it, check out the la- the lack of depth perception. Do you promise? I promise. Um, I love. Regardless, I really love it. The cover. Yeah. Yeah, I think the cover is dark and sexy, and it's really great to have a vampire book in the Goosebumps canon. Now, let's get nasty. Do you promise? So, our protagonists are Freddie Martinez and Cara Simonetti. When you were reading this, did you think if it was Cara or Cara? I thought it was Freddie Martinez and Karma Simonetti. Karma? Oh, Cara, I meant to say. No, I thought it was Freddie and Cara. You did? Yeah, I was just saying car to be difficult. So, um, they, uh, Freddie and Kara are babysitting a six-year-old named Tyler Brown. And basically, the F- Freddie and Kara are like tough kids. They're real tough. Oh, you won't believe how tough they are. I feel like we only get really two kinds of kids in Goosebumps books. You get like the kids who are bullied and then the bullies. And these kids are definitely more bullies who love to scare people. And they same love same old. fighting with, e- physically fighting with each other. Yes, they're very violent with each other. And we don't get an annoying brother and sister in this one. We just get like a built-in best friend and we both like to beat people up. Yes, so they are babysitting six-year-old Tyler Brown and scaring him to death with werewolf stories. Love it. And they're being very harsh with him. Now, Freddie and Kara are both 12 years old, of course. And they look like brother and sister, of course. And they both have, um, they're both pretty big for their age. Same. Kara is bigger than Freddie. Mm-hmm. And they look like brother and sister. They they have wavy, they, they both have wavy black hair, dark eyes, and round faces. They're so tough that when a teacher squeaks chalk on the chalkboard, they like it. And meanwhile, as they are telling the story to Tyler about, a, about werewolves, a werewolf comes towards them. Oh no, werewolf breath. Oh no, wait, it's just, uh, it's just Tyler's dad and mom. Oh wow, that was really too scary. I thought it was a real werewolf for a second. I knew it was. I'm so surprised that it wasn't. Now, Freddie and Kara are walking home and it's a full moon and they're just talking about all kinds of scary things and they're so tough. Yeah, they're real tough. On sa- uh, So on a Saturday afternoon, Freddie's parents are out somewhere and Kara comes over and they decide to play air hockey in the basement. They love playing air hockey. And they're so tough that their games always end up with the uh, end up with them wrestling each other just like real hockey games. I know a lot about hockey and I know tons about wrestling. And they end up actually physically fighting each other and Freddie does some karate moves on Kara and then they get in a big fight. I know lots about fighting and I know tons about karate. And they're laughing so hard as they're fighting and Kara knocks Freddie into a tall china cabinet that falls over crash. Yeah, no consequences. And they see... B- they see behind the china cabinet there was a there is a door a door what? in the wall what kind of, what does it look like well let me tell you okay great the door is made of smooth dark wood and it has a doorknob covered in a layer of dust as if it hasn't been opened in yet oh wow what's the secret door freddie never knew about it but they think maybe it'll hold secret treasure and i then know they, that it does they laugh and they say yeah right pirates in ohio lol it came from ohio so they start to open it, but that the cab, the, the china cabinet that they knocked over, that and is broke co- all the china, uh, is 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 blocking it. So they just shove it aside. Same. And they open the door. It makes a loud squeak, squeak. And they look inside and they see it's a tunnel. And this tunnel is like a long, it just goes for as far as the eye can see. And it's it's made of cold, damp stone walls covered in a layer of green moss. Mm, Elizabeth moss. And they get flat flashlights from Freddy's dad's workbench because every dad has a workbench. Yes, because every kid has a dad. And they can't see the end of the tunnel goes on for so far. And they end up fighting each other with the flashlights because they can't stop fighting. And they shove each other and then they start walking down the tunnel and the tunnel is so cold, you guys. And there are puddles on the ground. How do they see anything? Oh yeah, those flashlights. It goes on for a while and the tunnel curves around, which I still don't quite understand tunnels curving. No. And then they come to another door and this door is very heavy and they open that door and it opens to a small square room and in the center of the room is a coffin. Is it crazy? This is a room with literally no windows, nothing on the walls, nothing anywhere except just a coffin in the middle of the room. Now is the coffin in the middle of the room laying on the ground or is it standing right side? 
excited about. I'm so glad you asked because that was the question I was about to ask you. And I don't know if we get an answer, but I believe it was it's laying on the ground. I think it's laying on the ground too. And let me tell you about the coffin. Please, please tell me about that coffin. It's made of dark, smooth wood. Remember just that? Just like the door. And has brass handles on both ends. Oh, wow. Just like my ass. Kara is very... I'm going to laugh about that later. Yeah. Kara is very, Kara's very scared. And Freddie's like, oh, are you scared? We're supposed to be tough. You're scared, aren't you? She's, no, I'm not scared. In fact, I'll show you how not scared I am. I'm going to open the coffin. But they end up both sort of opening it together and it's very heavy and they lift it and but it's too dark to see anything because it's so dark in there. Yeah. And they aim their flashlights inside and guess what they see inside, Matthew? (gasps) What? Absolutely nothing. Oh, I remember that because I just read this book. Except, you know, there's purple velvet inside. Gorgeous. I love velvet and I love how it's having a big comeback right now. Everyone loves it except for Alec. He can't touch crushed velvet. Wow. That's a a real shame. Yeah. They see at the bottom, they see that, no, wait, the coffin's not empty, but at the bottom of the coffin, near where the feet should be, they see a dark blue round empty bottle. Okay. You got it? Yes. Kara picks it up. It fits perfectly in her hand. That's how big it is. And it has a blue glass stopper in it. And there's a tiny label on this glass bottle with old-fashioned rubbed-off letters that say, Vampire Breath. Kara tries to open it, and Freddy says, No. Don't. He says, We should wait everybody for says, my... Don't, everybody says... Oh, gosh. I wish we could just listen to that and repeat for the rest of this episode. Same. Ladies and gentlemen, Sutton Foster. To feel, I say, sail. Tilt to the windmill, and if you fail, you fail. Everybody says don't, everybody says can't, everybody says wait around for miracles. That's the way the world is made. I insist on miracles if you do them. Miracles, nothing to them. I say don't, don't be afraid. Freddie says they should wait for his parents and she's like what are you talking about wait for your parents he was like well you suggested before opening the coffin he said maybe your parents they end up fighting over the bottle like they fight over everything and guess what oh no they don't drop the bottle do they they drop the bottle no don't drop the bottle of vampire breath but this bottle doesn't break it bounces and then the top comes flying off wow sounds like me last night wow and this is the noise it makes when the pop when the top pops off it goes And then this thick, smoky green mist starts shooting up from the bottle and shoots all over the place like a geyser. Oh, sick. And it fills the whole room. Does it smell good? No, Matthew. It smells so bad. Oh, no. My eyes are burning. My throat is tightening. And my stomach is gurgling because it's so gross. Freddie gets down on the floor and tries to put the stopper back on the bottle and shove, shove the stopper back in the hole. And but and he can't find it. And the fog eventually settles down. And there, but there still lingers a sour taste on Freddy's tongue. Ew, sicked. They end up shoving the stopper back in the bottle, and they bicker and bicker and bicker. And they're about to leave when they see that now someone is in the coffin. No, please, you guys. There's about two chapters left of this book. <laughs> in the ca- in the coffin. This is kind of scary. This scares me. It is kind of scary. Are you guys ready to be scared? Aww. Listener, beware. Here's that scare we were you were in for. You you were, 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 you were. There's an old bald man laying in the coffin. His Sorry, s- lying in the coffin. People, s- people lie, objects lay. His skin was stretched tight and smooth like a light bulb. Work. He had tiny, thin, bone white hands. Sex. He was wearing an old fashioned black tuxedo, tuxedo mask. Tuxedo nasty. A white collar stiff against his cheeks. And old, buttoned, black, shiny shoes. I love shiny shoes that are black and buttoned, not even with laces on them. You know what I like? I like that Arlstein points out that he has a stiff white collar up around his cheeks like a good old classic vampire. Yes, I like the idea of this old, bald Nosferatu. Kara wants to get the, wants to GTFO, and Fre- and Freddy's like, uh, I don't know, I can't help but stare at him. And then the man opens his eyes and sits 
Uh, no, please, this is too scary. Don't wake daddy. He says, where am I? I'm, I'm so, so thirsty. thirsty. So, so terribly thirsty. thirsty. You guys, if, you're, if your asses want to have a drinking game to this book, drink any time R.L. Stein says his eyes were so silvery because there are so many vampires and so many characters in this book with silvery eyes. Drink. So his eyes are silvery. Drink. And he has a purple cape as well. <gasps> Ooh, sexy. Purple's and- royalty. And he says, what room is this? Where am I? My house. Where is it? Blah, blah, blah. He silently gets out of the coffin as if he weighs nothing, which I think is kind of cute. And and Freddie and Kara start asking him a barrage of questions. Like, who are you? What's your deal? Are you a vampire? What's going on? And he says his name is Camp Nightmoon. I'm sorry. He says his name is Count Nightwing. Lol. And they're like, are you a, uh, are you a das vampire? And he says, yes. And then it's as if he's... It's taking him a couple minutes to sort of, you know, wake up. And he's starting to remember everything now. And he's, yes. Jace. I have been asleep for so long. And now I am thirsty. And I must drink now. And he reaches out his bony hands towards them. His arms outstretched towards me. And I ran towards him. And I hugged him. No, you didn't. I know. His, this, this happens a couple times. Which I think is really cute. Yes, he's it's so he, cute. He sort of like floats up. And his cape flies out like wings when he floats up to in the air and i love it and he starts hypnotizing kara flying towards her and freddie has to like pull kara away to break break the hypnotism or whatever and they start running down the tunnel a lot of this book it kind of it kind of just assumes you already know a lot about vampires and we don't really spell out the rules in this book as so much and let's be real they don't need to you know yeah that's true i also think it's kind of surprising that this is our first vampire book that we because i feel like vampires are such a classic thing for like scary stuff we've had werewolves so far um we've we're gonna had have, we're gonna have memes. werewolves again i like the idea that in the original 62 goosebumps books we have werewolf skin vampire breath monster blood i'm here for it you know what we don't have in any of in any of the 62 originals what a clown oh yeah you don't get a clown for a really really long time and you know what i don't need one i don't either you have mummies too shout out shout out shout out to gene and <laughs> <laughs> They're running down the tunnel as fast as they can with Camp. I really want to say Camp Nightwing. Camp Hardly Wait. <laughs> Wouldn't that be genius if there was a camp called Camp Hardly Wait? There's a drag queen name here somewhere that I can't think of. Yeah, it's Camp Hardly Wait. <laughs> so they're running as fast as they can down the tunnel with Count Nightwing flying behind them, and they can see the door. The door that leads to the basement. The basement, but the, which is open, but the door starts to close by itself, which I'm a guess, which I'm guessing is ca- Count Nightwing's magic. Yeah, he's got magic, all right, in his pants. What? I don't know. I'm bored. And they, the door slams, and Kara runs into it because she's a bitch. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Ouchie. They try to open it, but they realize there's no doorknob. Oh no! Which sick. makes me it won't think. Bite. Let's talk about my basement just for a second. Yeah, let's talk about your basement. So, you guys, I have a basement in my apartment. Stay out of the basement! It's very scary. It's nasty. It's dark. And when I was looking at apartments, the landlord said, Oh, yes, there's a basement in this apartment, but you're not allowed down there. Nobody's allowed down there. And I said, Why not? And he said, we, it's, it's, better off that we, it's better off that we just don't talk about it. Just, just don't go out there, down there. And I said, I'll take it! He actually said, Don't go down there because there's the water heater to the whole building down there. And it's easily damaged. And just stay away from it. So, I go down there all the time time yes yeah, so we've been down there a million times i've shot a million things in that basement i've shot cans i've shot um <laughs> children targets no yeah. he means um filmed films so have i what's what's also cool about the basement if you're down there for more than 10 minutes if you sneeze everything comes out black yeah vampire black. it's dirt it's dirt down there it's and there's also scratches along the walls and handprints and it looks like it looks like children were murdered down there it looks like um the blair witch but the reason why I bring it up is because when you are in my basement, if you want to get out, you can't because there is no doorknob on the other side of the door. That's true. You're right. And uh, that's that's my cute little story. Da 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 da. And they can't get out be- into the basement because it's like every good basement door and there's no doorknob and it won't budge. And Count Nightwing is right there. He lowers down onto them, holding out his arms to block the tunnel behind them so they really can't go anywhere. Oh no. And then he leans down to bite Kara's neck. Ooh, okay. 
And Freddy tries to stop him and like pulls out his cape, but Count Nightwing ends up stopping himself and he looks totally shook. And he reveals to them that his fangs are gone and he has no fangs. So this whole time he has had a toothless gummy mouth with just gums. Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that wild and unexpected? And Freddy's so relieved and they're so, and they're like, oh good, he can't hurt us now. We're safe. And he says, well, Freddy's like, let us go. Let us go. And they're like, sorry, we can't help you with our blood. Sorry. He's like, you can help me. And basically... He rises up off the floor again and then kind of floats for a while. And he he says, you can help me. He says, do you have the vampire breath? And they're like, oh, that blue bottle? I don't even know where that bottle went. I don't have it anymore. I think it's back in there. I don't even know. And he says, if there's even a little tiny bit left, it can take me back to my time. Where my fangs are over 100 years ago. And he says, come with me. Help me look for the vampire breeze. <laughs> and he floats ahead of them and they follow him back down the tunnel, through the tunnel. And they search in that room and try and find it. And it's nowhere. So basically, the vampire breath, and we'll get into more of this, what exactly vampire breath is. I vampire, hope you can explain it to me. And what vampire breath does. You're not going to get a full explanation, you guys. But part of what's... He needs to get the vampire breath because the if he, I don't know, inhales it or something, like has his vampire breath, he can remember where his fangs are and then travel back to his time with the, va- the vampire the, breath. Yes, the vampire breath will help him travel back in time and also, also help him remember where he left his fangs. Sure. Uh huh. So they end up finding it. Uh, it's the vampire breath is on its side at the base of the coffin, and he says, now, "All our base are belong to us." And all your base, your base, base, base. All your base are belong to us. All your base, your base, base, base. All your base are belong to us. All your base, your base, base, base. All your base. He says, now open it and I will go back to my time, back to my beautiful castle. Goodbye, children. Goodbye, cheering. And Freddy opens it and nothing happens. Oh, man. And then a little while later, there's a big old whoosh and fog shoots out and fills all over the room. And Freddy can't see a thing, but he can still hear Kara. It's so damp and so wet. And it smells so gross. And Freddy tries to hold his breath for as long as he can and wait for the fog to dissipate. And he opens his eyes and sees that the room is dark, but there's a pale yellow light from a window in the uh, on the far side of the room. And they're like, a window? A wait window? A there was no window in this room. Where are we? And oh, then they no. see that they're in a completely different room. A huge room with high ceilings, glass chandeliers, and two long rows of coffins. No, we're somewhere else. We're in a totally different room. And on the walls are paintings of stern, old-fashioned men's and women's and freddie and kara like oh fuck camp count count nightwing Told took you, it's us hard isn't it count nightwing took us with him we're back in the old times with count nightwing no no please then they start hear this hearing this creaking noise and they realize oh no that all the coffins are opening i heard low moans and groans as the vampires sat up bony hands gripped the sides of the coffins i heard coughing Dry throats being cleared. The vampires pulled themselves up slowly. Their faces were yellow in the moonlight. Their eyes gleamed dully, a pale silver. Oh! Groans echoed off the high walls. Bones creaked and cracked. They looked so old. Older than the oldest people you see on the street. Their skin appeared so thin and was wrapped so tight. You could see their bones underneath. Living skeletons, I thought. Their ancient bones snapped as they moved. Oh! They pulled themselves up. Legs, thin as spider legs, reached over the coffin sides. Kara and I finally moved. We backed into the deep shadows against the wall, and I heard more coughing. Near the window, a white-haired vampire leaned over the edge of his coffin, making ugly, choking noises. So thirsty! I heard one of them whisper, So thirsty! So thirsty! Others repeated! 
they had silver eyes. They're all wearing black suits. Some have capes. Formal black suits. White shirt collars stiff and high over their chins. Some of them wore long, shiny capes. They adjusted their capes with bony white fingers, sweeping them back over bent, skinny shoulders. Their silver eyes glowed in their pale, Drink. old faces. Very, very sexy. Now, are there... It sounds like they're all men. No, there's men and women. Oh, well, there are men and women on the portraits on the walls for sure. I think all the vampires are men, which I think is very sexist. I imagine them as men and women in my brain. I'm not sexist. Their eyes... All their eyes start glowing, which I think is very sexy. Yeah, even the women's. And they all stay next to their coffins, and they start... Flapping their arms up and down, up and down, up, down and up and down and up and down and up and down like chickens. And the old men's begin to shrink. Like chicken And chicken. it turns out they turn into bats, flapping their bat wings with their red rodent eyes. And they all turn to face them. No, please. And Kara and Freddy press up against the wall and the bats reveal they all have yellow fangs and a shrill rattle and a whistle hiss of an attack starts that's so loud that Freddy can literally hear inside of his head. No, the whistle hiss, the whistle piss. But they're not like really, they, they realize, oh no wait, they're just like doing their thing and they don't really notice us and they all fly out that window. Oh, bye. And then Freddy and Kara think everything's fine, but they shriek as they hear footsteps behind them, and they see that it's... it's, it's oh no, Ka- it's Tyler's parents. It's Count Nightwing coming in with a torch. Oh no, the torches are coming. And he says, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> you shouldn't be here this late. He says, you're not supposed to be here. And he, raise, he rises high in the air, and his eyes burn brightly the color of a torch. The color of silver? Drink. No, it's the color of a torch. But I want to drink. Fine. Just don't drive. Kara says to him, wait, you brought us here. You, you should, did this. You shouldn't have done this. It's all your fault. Now this send is us all home. Your f- this is all your fault. And he floats down, his his silver eyes dimming, and says, he doesn't know, he's like, I don't know how to send you guys back. I'm a vampire, not a magician. Magician breath. And he says, it's no problem. Here's what I'll do. For me, it's no problem. I'll find my fangs. I'll bite you and I'll turn you guys into vampires so it doesn't even matter. Isn't that great, you guys? Come on. We can agree on that. They say, no. You, I demand that you send us back. And he's like, oh, where is my vampire? Where is my vampire? Where is my vampire? Oh, shoot, I need my vampire breath. Where is my vampire breath? I need to get my teeth back. My tooth back. He says, listen, when vampires are awake, they need their vampire breath. Every day. They need it every day, not just blood to survive. They also need vampire breath to survive. And each vampire has their own bottle. But he remembers that before he went to sleep last time, he was running really low. And he was down to his last bottle. So he hid it so nobody else would take it. And now he has to find it. Let me tell you more about vampire blood. Confusing, confusing vampire breath. I just called it vampire blood. What does it do for you, I, this is Freddy, demanded. Every teen, Count Nightwing shouted. Vampire breath does everything for a vampire. It allows us to travel in time. It can make us invisible and reappear again. It keeps our skin smooth and clear. It gives us energy. It helps us sleep. It keeps our bones from drying to powder. It freshens our breath. Wow, I murmured, shaking my head. But how will it help you find your fangs, Kara demanded. Vampire breath restores the memory. When you live for hundreds of years, it's hard to remember things. The vampire breath will help me remember where I put my fangs. What? Well, that that explains it. It keeps our skin smooth and clear. So in this world, it's like, what, you get turned into a vampire and then you have to like, uh, you know, don't even, it's not even worth, it's not even worth thinking about that. How do you get your fangs to begin with? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any... I'm afraid it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think it make. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, cool. But I want some? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to see a, a blue glass round bottle. Yeah, I want some for my skin. That's, that's really what I mean, I think. Yeah, and it gives me so much energy. And Kara's like, you know what? We emptied that vampire breath, so there's none left. And he's like, no, 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 no. That was in the future. You see, now we're in 1880, and now it's it's full here. Oh, okay, great. That makes sense. And he says, and I I, I hid it somewhere when I when I was taking it, before I went to take a nap, but where did, where did I hide it? And he just floats out of the room. And Kara says, well, 
I guess I ho- hope I get a coffin near the window. I like a lot of fresh air. Or... She says, oh, come on, Freddie, please. I'm only 12. I'm not ready to die and then live forever. And so Freddie's like, well, we just have... Come on, ha- that's a great line. It is. Uh, Freddie's like, we have to find the, the, the vampire breath before Count Nightwing does. But Kara's like, I have a better plan. Let's escape! And they say, yeah, let's jump out the window, but wait, it's too high. We and can't even get up to it. Then they realize, like, all the windows in this in this castle or whatever are way too high. And so they decide to just, like, investigate the castle and start looking around. So they go down the hallway, which seems to stretch on for miles and miles with doors in both directions. And there's, like, the, the, the hallways are, like, lit by little gas lights above each door, I guess. And there's thick old blue carpet, which I think is kind of weird. And there's this gargoyle that's above the vampire room, which I think is kind of sexy. Love it. So they look, they turn the brass doorknob into the first room. They see the first room is just furniture covered with a bunch of sheets. This kind of reminded me of the Headless Ghost because for a while, for a few chapters, we're just opening doors and looking at rooms and doing that kind of stuff. Yes, it's very similar to Headless Ghost. And in some ways, a little bit like How to Kill a Monster. Yeah, that's true. And they, I don't know, they, they see some, they see windows in that room, but there are bars on the window. No one's getting out. And then they just look through a bunch of rooms and basically there are windows on all, there are bars on all the windows in the rooms. And there's they, random rooms of different stuff. Like one room has luggage stacked really high. And there's no windows. One has shelves of books and stuff. And they hear fluttering sounds in the hallway. They're like, oh no, are those wings of this bat wings? Hurry, let's, let's hide in a room. They find a big Big dining room, dusty wax, dripping candelabras, and more barred windows. But then Freddy has an idea. The idea of the du- this table gives Freddy an idea. He was like, I know a safe place we can be. Vampires don't eat, so maybe we can find our way to the kitchen. We'll be safe in the kitchen. Ain't no vampire going to no kitchen. And so they try room after room, no kitchen, but then they turn into another hallway that's a little smaller and a little darker, and they find the kitchen. Great. And the kitchen is very big. It has a big hearth. And hanging pots and pans everywhere. Oh, there's a big window. Let's get out that window. And there are no bars in the window. Oh, tits. And they realize, oh, no, wait, there's no way to open it, but we can smash it. Smash it with a skillet. When they hear coughing in the hallway. Oh, no, it's Count Nightwing. Oh, no, it's Count Coffin. And Kara's like, oh, no, wait, let's see if we can push the window out. And they do. They can push it out. It doesn't oh, It doesn't rise up. It, like, pushes out. So this part's a little strange to me because, like, Freddy just, like, sneaks one, his little legs out the window. And it's a dark night outside with clouds covering the moon. But he's like, hurry, Count Nightwing is coming. So he just lowered himself out the window without even looking what was outside at all like even seeing where his feet were going to go and when he looks down he realizes that there's nothing below him the castle's on a high rocky cliff and now Kara and Fredly are dangling Fredly are dangling by their arms I think that's ludicrous I don't think that's crazy like how could you just step out the window and into the darkness I don't know but you know I've never been in that situation before so I can't judge that that's very true and I appreciate that yeah so Freddy it's not our job to judge this stupid, stupid book. <laughs> <laughs> so Freddie starts falling, you know, to his death. He starts falling. And all of a sudden, as he's falling, 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 he's surrounded by a black shadow and feels this, a sharp, something sharp dig into his shoulders and feels hot breath on his neck. It's my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> he realizes he's being saved by an enormous red-eyed bat. And the bat, you know, pulls him into the kitchen and drops him onto the floor with Kara. And they turn around and they see that the bat turns into Count Nightwing. (laughs) I want to say Camp Nightwing so much. Just keep saying it. (laughs) Listeners, will you forgive us if we just start saying Camp Nightwing or Camp Nightmoon instead of Count Nightwing? Please. I'll be your best friend. I know. He's looking for a new one. It's true. They, uh, he's, uh, Count Nightwing says, you've made a grave mistake. Did you think you can fly? You're not ready to fly yet. You're, once you're a vampire, you can fly every night, okay? Don't, and don't try to escape because next time I won't save you. He says, I need you to help me find my vampire breath now. Chop, chop. And he says, I know, I know it's somewhere in the wing of this castle. So they start, the I don't know, wing. they go to another room and in the other room are, is four, are four rows of coffins. And they're all open, except there's one that's closed by the far wall. And Freddy's like, ah, maybe that's, maybe, maybe it's in there because that one's closed. Or maybe it's a sleeping vampire in there. And they're like, well, our asses don't have anything to lose, so let's just open it. And so they open up that coffin and inside it is empty. And there's green velvet inside Ooh, this time. But then Freddy sees a bulging pocket in the side. And guess what's in the pocket? A fat dick. <laughs> 
Matthew, Sorry. it's a blue dick. It's a blue <laughs> bottle of vampire breath. Oh, wow. They found it. Now, I'd like to point out that at this point, Count Nightwing is searching other rooms and just Freddie and Kara are in this room. Yes, that's right. And they're like, all right, we found it. What should we do? Should we hide it from Camp Nightwing? Or maybe we should just empty it. Like, I don't know. What should we do? Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe if we open it, it'll just take us right back home. Maybe if, if we open it and we think real hard and we send out a bunch of good thoughts, it'll send us back home. Basement thoughts. And Kara goes to open it but stops herself for a second. And then Freddie's like, just open it, just open it. And then she goes to open it again, but they realize they're not alone in the room. Wait, what? And Matthew, tell me who else is in this room. There was a girl. Oh. Oh, that's right. We're introducing a new character around page 100. It's a girl with blonde ringlets past her shoulders and wide, pale blue eyes, wearing an old-fashioned long gray jumper with a white blouse underneath about their age. And they were like, what are you... She's like, what are you doing here? And they're like, we don't know. And she says, I'm... I'm Gwendolyn. I'm Gwendolyn. I'm Gwendolyn. Are you one of them? All I imagine, and I'm sure you imagine the same thing, Daniel, is Kirsten Dunst from Interview with a Vampire. There is no other option. Yes. Which one of you did it? Which one of you did it? Which one of you made me the way I am? What you are? A vampire gone insane that pollutes its own bed. And if I cut my hair again? It will grow back again. But it wasn't always so. I had a mother once, and Louis, he had a wife. He was mortal, the same as she, and so was I. Claudia! You made us what we are, didn't you? Stop her, Louis. Did you do it to me? And she says, are you one of them? And then they say, no, they ask her if she is, she's a vampire. And she says, no, I hate them. And she cries. And tears in her eyes. And she says, I'm a prisoner here. I'm their slave, cleaning and polishing their coffins night and day. And they're like, why don't you run away? They catch me, and they turn me into a vampire. There may be a way out, but we have to hurry. Please, it's almost done. So they follow her, follow her into the hall, through a door, down some stairs, into a long, narrow, twisting tunnel, towards a secret door in the cellar. Yeah. She grabs a torch and takes them deep into the darkness of the cellar and says, We're here. I have you all alone to myself here. Her eyes half closed as she smiles. Do you guys think she's really a little girl who lives in the castle and that she just cleans and coffins all night? Camp Nightwing won't interrupt us down here. I'm thirsty. So thirsty. Fangs slide down her chin and they scratch at Freddy's throat. So this is a real... I mean, a lot of times we meet, like, you know, red herring characters or, like, a third little weird character that comes in at some point. We don't know whether we can trust them or not. Almost always we can't. In fact, I can't think of a single time when we can trust them. But this one, we go from, like, meeting her and not trusting her to her turning into, like, a literal vampire monster within, like, two pages. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) And... Freddy pushes her away and Gwendolyn's basically like, no, you don't understand. The only way to escape is to become a vampire. And she tosses her head back, opens her mouth wide and lunges for him and he dodges. And I think this is interesting. As he dodges her, Arlstein points out that her hair slaps his face. I do like the idea of a demonic little vampire girl wearing a gray jumper with blonde ringlets named Gwendolyn. I do love the idea. Gets major points. Kara's like, oh no, wait, the vampire breath. Maybe, right? Maybe it'll send us back. And Freddy's like, open it, open it. And Gwendolyn goes, please, please don't open it. Don't open it. Don't open it. Freddy opens it. And it turns out it's empty. And then Gwendolyn laughs. And laughs. <laughs> and she sort of corners Freddy when Camp Nightwing shows up. And, he's flo- and he starts floating above them angrily. And he and Gwendolyn start hissing at each other and floating in the air, sort of like spinning around each other. And, sh- and he's like, what are you doing with my prisoners? And Kara and Freddy take this chance to run. They grab Gwendolyn's torch, which I guess has fallen on the ground. While, like, Camp, while Count Nightwing and Gwendolyn are floating over each other, hissing and fighting. Hiss. They find a door in the basement, another room filled with shelves, shelves and shelves and shelves of empty vampire breath. What? And Camp Nightwing flies in and tells them there is no escape. You can't escape. And he hypnotizes Freddy into place, moving closer and closer and closer when... The spell's broken. It's Count Nightwing snaps out of it. He goes, wait, I I remember. remember. I remember where I kept my bottle of vampire breath. (laughs) 
It's in here. I kept it here with the empties. No one would look for it in here because everyone would think the bottles are empty, but it's in here. And he starts searching for it fran- frantically, and so do Freddie and Carol. We've got Freddie and Carol. Like, we have to find it before he does. So they start smashing and crashing, pouring through bottles of empty bottles of vampire blood. Vampire breath. Oh, that's right. And then Freddy finds it, goes, I found it, and Camp Nightwing snatches it from his hand. Where did Gwendolyn go? I don't know. And Freddy slams his body against Count Nightwing's weak frame, and Count Nightwing, I keep wanting to say camp, drops it. Girl, I'm saying vampire blood left and right. Freddy catches the bottle. Count Nightwing holds him in place, hypnotizes him, saying, give it to me, give it to me. And Kara says, monkey in the middle. Monkey in the middle. And Freddy uses all of his strength to throw the bottle over Count Nightwing to Kara. And then they throw it back and forth, back and forth. And they do this for a while with near misses. And one toss lands the bottle on a shelf, knocking other bottles off. And, And eventually Count Nightwing flies straight up and grabs it between them and opens it. Oh, no. But then nothing happens. What? And... Freddy's like, oh no, wait. When that, when the bottle hit the shelves. When the bottle hit the floor. I must have grabbed the wrong one and the real one must still be on the shelf. So Freddy finds the real one on the shelf that's full and Count Nightwing leaps towards him, but Freddy throws it to Kara, but Count Nightwing slaps it and then it shatters on the floor and the mist pours into the room and fills up the room. And they cover their mouths and noses, tears pouring down their face. Oh no, I feel sick. And their room fills up and Freddy can't see anything except for Count Nightwing's purple cape. And it's and everything starts to fade and fade and fade. And then Freddy sees Kara and realizes they're by the air hockey table. They're back in his basement, the Martinez's basement, the Martinez's basement. But guess who was also in the basement. No, Count Nightwing. And Count Nightwing is furious. He says, oh no, the vampire breath didn't come back with me. He's so angry at them for for all the reasons and rises up above them, lifting his cape and traps them inside of his cape. But he stops as Freddy's mom and dad walk in. And Freddy says, mom, dad, look out. He's a vampire, a real vampire. End of chapter three. And Count Nightwing says, Cynthia? And Freddy's mom says, Daddy? You finally woke up. You've been napping for 100 years. We didn't know if we should wake you up. Have you met your grandson, Freddy? And then Count Nightwing says, Cynthia, I lost my thing. And she says, no, 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 Dad. They're in the glass in the bathroom. And then Freddy's dad leads him to the basement bathroom and grabs Count Nightwing his tea. Count Nightwing says, I'm so thirsty. And they're like, all right, we'll take care of that. Now you kids stay here. Um, And the parents leave with Count Nightwing and say, now you stay here and Freddy make make Kara's sandwich. And Freddy's like, am I a vampire too? And they're like, yeah, of course. But you won't get your fangs for another 100 years. And then Freddy's mom, Freddy's dad, Count Nightwing flap their arms like chickens till they turn into bats and then they fly out the basement window. And they're all, Freddy and Kara are in such shock. And Freddy's like, oh my gosh. We never use that bathroom in the basement. We use the other one instead. That's why we've never seen those vampire teeth in that bathroom. Because there are two bathrooms in the basement and there's one that's on the far wall that they never use. So Freddie and Kara go into the that bathroom and start sort of exploring that bathroom and look in the medicine cabinet behind the mirror. And that's where they find a green bottle that says werewolf sweat. And Kara's like, oh, should I open it? And Freddie says, no, 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 no. And they start slapping each other. And then the top accidentally pops off and yellow liquid squirts all over both of them. And they kind of look at each other and Kara's like, now what? Now what do you think is going to happen? This is the first paragraph and the last paragraph of the book. When a werewolf creeps up behind you at night, he steps so silently you can't hear a thing. You don't know the werewolf is there until you feel his hot, sour breath on the back of your neck. Grrrr, Kara replied. 
So are we to think that Kara is turning into a werewolf at the end? There's a lot to unpack very quickly here. And I kind of rolled my eyes right out of their sockets when I reread this book this time. Because first of all, we have werewolf skin coming later. So I, where, the idea of werewolf sweat seems redundant to me. But okay, so first of all, Freddy is a vampire. In a hundred years, he will get his fangs. He hasn't figured out that he's a vampire yet. He never knew that he had a grandpa. And now he knows he has a grandpa and it's a vampire that's living in his basement. And un, like nonplussed or whatever, Freddy and Kara immediately just rifle through things, not questioning the fact that Freddy is a vampire. And then yellow werewolf set squirts all over her and then she turns into a werewolf the end that's it that's it vampire breath you guys i do think it's interesting that a book called vampire breath begins and ends with werewolf references though isn't that kind of weird i think it's kind of cool yeah so that was the vamp that was vampire breath the book you gave it a b (laughs) by the way Mm, i give it lower than that i think i'd give it a c plus or a b minus probably a c plus that's fair now let's talk about the tv episode so this television episode that dannier and i just watched i think this is only maybe the second or maybe third time i've watched it i'm not very familiar with this episode i have watched it a little more than that um, but I can't say that I've l- l- loved the experience. There's some things that I think is actually done better than the book for me. Um, oh, interesting. And I think it kind of starts off pretty strongly for me. Now, how this episode starts off, it starts off well, in the way... Well, let me interrupt you real fast. Oh. <laughs> this is season two, episode 17, mm-hmm. and this episode originally aired on November 23rd, 1996. Wow, the same... The same month that the book came out. Wow, that wasn't that the same for Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns? Yes. So, wow, like, they're really on top of it with the TV show back then in the 90s. Um, so this episode starts off the way almost every single Goosebumps episode starts off with. Lightning and thunder, but no rain, just tons and tons of lightning and thunder. This episode, I think there's lightning and thunder throughout the literally the entire episode. But there's no rain, it's just rain. nonstop lightning and thunder, nonstop, nonstop, with not even a second between each thunder roll. I do appreciate the campy Goosebumps ambiance that it starts off with. There's organs playing, so you know we're going to be getting vampires. There's dogs barking in the distance. Ambiance, on- ambiance, this pet store needs more ambiance. But in the television episode, Kara and Freddy are brother and sister. In fact, they're twins, Mrs. Armacost. Twins! And they're 12 years old. And they're turning 13 at midnight. And so, Freddy and Kara's parents are leaving inexplicably. They're like, are you kids gonna be okay by yourselves on this lightning and thunder night where there's literally no rain? They're like, yeah, mom and dad, we're gonna be fine. They're like, okay, you'll be teenagers at midnight. So the second that the they parents... They say, don't look for your birthday presents. They the say, second okay. that the parents leave, they're like, let's go search for the birthday presents. So already I thought, okay, at 13, at midnight, they're going to turn into vampires or whatever. That's how this is going to work. And I think it actually, for me, it works. It streamlines it better that it, they're related as opposed to being better. friends. So they go down to the basement. They're not really like... Um, tough bully kind of characters like they are in the book they just go down the basement looking for presents and when they're in the basement there's this cabinet and they think they see a box at the top of the cabinet that might have presents in it so when they go reach for the box the cabinet crashes over and behind it is that door that is exists in the book and so this time they like bust through the door they go down um a curving hallway with torches on the side. There's a door at the end of the hallway. They open the door, and in that room is a coffin standing up. Not laying? Laying? Laying. Laying laying on the ground. There's a coffin standing up. And And it's got a cheap old-looking family crest on it. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck is this shit? And so like, oh, it's a coffin. Let's get the hell out of here. But on the way out, Freddy like kicks a bottle that's on the ground. And in the television episode, how they do to Vampire Breath is it's a little triangle bottle. It's like a blue... It's kind of a glowing blue bottle that's blue, cute. It's cute. And it has like a red wax seal on it that says Vampire Breath. It kind of this like red ribbon. And, you know, Freddy opens it and like a puff of cartoon white smoke kind of seeps out of it and goes into the It doesn't fill the up the room. It just sort of like a, a mist sort of like rises and then terrible special effects kind of comes together and goes into the coffin. Yeah, and so then Count Nightwing, you know, comes out of the coffin. And Count Nightwing is very different from how he's described in the book. This Count Nightwing kind of looks just like a dirty bum. He kind of has like scraggly hair and he's pretty unscary. Um, he's younger than you would think he would be. <laughs> yeah, and he what they do for him in this They just paint his hair blue gray. Yeah, it's kind of grayish and the top row of his teeth are painted black. Which I think is supposed to like indicate the fact that he doesn't have his fangs. But you can clearly see his shiny black teeth. I mean, it's like it's a mistake. You know what I mean? Like that kind of things. And Count Nightwing comes out and he's a little bit more verbally menacing, I think, than in the book. He like 
there's some hilarious ADR and he kind of like speaks like um, in he this says, flowery he calls language. Lord of the yeah, undead. he calls him the Lord of the Undead and kind of in this flowery language talks about the difference between male blood and female blood and the pros and cons oh. of drinking both of those. Where to begin? Boys have such a hearty, robust flavor. Rich and satisfying. On the other hand, girls offer such a sweet, delicate bouquet. So refreshing. But then, and they're like, no. Also, Freddie and Kara never get really impressed or scared or shook or bothered by anything that happens in this episode. I will say Freddie gets more bothered than Kara. Kara's just like so unimpressed. The actor that plays Freddie reminds me of a very, he looks like a very young Jackie Earl Haley to me. Oh, see, he kind of reminded me of Lauren from Fifth Harmony. Oh, wow. I wish I had thought that the entire time. I just love her, and she was in my dream last night. I really do love her, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of... I'm not a huge fan of the actors. Mm. You know? Like, the, the girl that plays Kara is kind of like poor man's... I don't know the name of the actor, but who plays uh, Margaret in State of the Basement? Yeah, I see that. And so basically what happens is they're like, ugh... And he's like, I need my vampire breath, you know, to remember where I brought my fangs. And Freddy's like, if I tell you where the vampire breath is, will you let us go? And then um, he kind of like haggles with them and like Count Nightwing's really offended by this idea. So they go back into the room or whatever. And this is where Monkey in the Middle happens in the television episode. They find the triangle bottle and they kind of chase it back and forth. Um, But as they're tossing the vampire breath back and forth... Freddie and Kara kind of fall into the coffin that's standing up and the coffin falls down on the ground but it also like releases like a shoot that's like behind the wall and so the coffin like goes on this crazy silly roller coaster zany ride with Freddie and Kara inside the coffin it's not as fun as that sounds it's it, yeah it's not and then there's the, like cheap sparks it looks like a really terrible cheap um uh, like haunted house ride. Yeah, and they use kind of camera tricks to make us think the the coffin's going upside down and things like that. And the coffin lands at the bottom of a neon green, silly, silly looking set of like a cave with an actual like like. Uh... <coughs> There's a part track where... For, track for the coffin that has, like, little jagged edges that look like they were cut from car, painted cardboard. Yes, and so Freddie and Kara get out of the, the coffin ride, and they look around to see where they are. And you guys, there's literally guys. a shot of Freddie and Kara looking at what's in the basement with them, and they stare at a pencil drawing of a bunch of green coffins. Like, it's, like, penciled in with colored pencils. Check the receipts. I swear it's Trying there. to be as, de- as detailed as humanly real... And, and as... Not humanly, because they're coffins, but as realistic as humanly possible to, like... But it is... It is... It is a... It is a... Eighth grade, like, a blue ribbon at the art fair. Yeah, like the, it was like the class project where every 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 home room had to draw a picture of a basement <laughs> of coffins and they had to draw a mural on the wall and this is the one that won the contest at Walnut Avenue Middle School. I would just like at this point to put out the disclaimer that um, I'm being very harsh, in my brain at least, I'm being very harsh with this episode and I, I, I really think it sucks and is a piece of trash. <laughs> but... Don't get me wrong, I, I love it more than I love you or myself. Yeah, 100. Um, so then um, Gwendolyn enters. This like chubby little girl in a wedding dress kind of pops out. and um, I'll tell you what, every line she says is not something that came out of that actress's mouth. No, it's a much older woman who is doing ADR for this little girl who I'm convinced they had trouble with on set and there's something wrong with her voice. So they literally hired a different they also voice don't, actress to do a it. Lo- a lot of her stuff, they don't show her a lot. Yeah, they show the back of her head or show reaction shots. And she also has straight up undead makeup and actually looks more like a vampire than Count Nightwing does. Just saying. The vampires are all still hunting till sunrise. I sleep during the day like they do. At night, I'm supposed to clean and polish your coffins. And if I don't, they'll turn me into one of them. We won't let that happen, Gwendolyn. We're all gonna get out of here before sunrise. And before Count Nightwing gets us. Count Nightwing? He's the most deadly vampire of all. Why is he after you? Because of a stupid little Bartley says has his breath in it. You have his vampire breath? And <laughs> so I don't know what she says to them. They end up hiding in a something about that vampire breath. So she's like, she's like, oh, oh no, Count Nightwing, whatever. And and they're like, and same stuff as the book, pretty much. And she's like, where's the vampire breath? Can I see it? We have to find it. And then like cartoon boulders come rolling down the 
the track for the the roller coaster. And, and Count Nine was like, <clears throat> I'm coming for you. And Gwendolyn's like, you have to hide in the coffin. And as Freddy is hiding in the coffin, he sees the vampire breath on the ground, picks it up, kind of secretly sneaks it in with him inside the coffin. So Camp Ni- Count Nightwing comes down and Gwendolyn's like, there are no... He's like, where are the children? She's like, what children? Where? I didn't see no children. And so like Freddy kind of pops out of the coffin. And he's like, hey... Wait, no, he doesn't. Well, no, what uh, uh, Count Nightwing discovers Kara and sort of grabs her and puts his hand over her mouth and uses her voice to, like, speak, to draw Freddy out. And is like, Freddy, help me. He's hurting me. But it's actually Count Nightwing speaking in Kara's voice, which causes Freddy to pop out of the coffin with the vampire breath says, don't hurt her. And so Freddy thinks he's doing the right thing. And so he decides to toss the vampire breath to Gwendolyn. So Count, Count Nightwing can't get it. But of course, like Gwendolyn immediately like turns around, sucks in some vampire breath, and then turns back around. And she has stupid fangs and makes ugly faces. Yes, and then she and Count Nightwing sort of fight for sort of. Yeah. And he like I don't know, he gets the vampire breath. It's a really silly image of like this scruffy older man with this little girl with blonde hair wrestling wrestling each other. Meanwhile, Freddie and Kara run up the chute to go back to the basement. Count Nightwing turns back into his like which I didn't was not a thing in the book, but uh breathes in some of the vampire breath. He First of all, he turns Gwendolyn into a beetle. And then he like... like, you're starting to bug me. And then he like gets his extreme home makeover where he... It's just how this actor actually looks. Remember the vampire breath like clears your skin and all that stuff. Well, his hair is suddenly dark and it's not like that gray-blue color anymore. He's clean shaven and his hair is slicked back and now he's like sexy young Count Nightwing or whatever. And he chases them up up the tunnel or whatever and it's just shots of him crawling through the tunnel but they they just show it upside down to make it look like he's crawling on the ceiling but he's not and they get back into the basement and you know there's i'd like to point out that at one point count nightwing stands up and starts chasing them and it's just a shot of the legs of the lord high executioner from a night in terror tower (laughs) running down the tunnel where he's chasing them it's an actual (laughs) shot from that um i thought that sequence was kind of scary or whatever but they get back yeah kind of and they get they get into the basement and the same kind of stuff happens with the parents the parents come down there and they're like daddy and like you know she's like grandpa meet your grandpa and then like all of a sudden the The dad is too over the top for me the dad's really over the top in fact it's almost worth watching to like hate watch or like drink while you're watching it because the dad is really silly and over the top because the dad reveals his fangs the mom reveals her fangs and it's like we're all a family of vampires and it's like you'll get yours at midnight oh one minute and then the then the fangs come in and both freddie and kara like go ouch and hear crunching noises and they cover their mouths like ow it hurts like oh it'll hurt at first honey but you'll get used to it then they lick their fangs and it goes to commercial break no before they go to commercial break they're like, you know... Oh, you're right. You're, you're, you're vampires now, kids. Aren't you so happy? And this goofy Goosebumps remix plays. And they're like, it's time for your birthday present. It's time to go upstairs for your big surprise commercial break. Happy birthday! Now for your big surprise. It's upstairs in your room. I'm not sure we can take any more surprises. Now, here's my thought. I this also happened in Shocker and Shock Street. I think once the major twist at the at the end is revealed, you cannot go to a commercial break. No, of course not. Oh, it's completely brainless. You just can't do it. It's so fucking stupid. So, uh, 10 minutes later after commercials, you come back and, and there's some more lightning, there's tons of thunder and lightning and there's no rain. And Kara and Freddie are upstairs and what Can they you guys see- guess where their big surprise is? In their room are t- are coffin bunk beds. And they both, they're like, oh, time to go to bed. I get the top bunk. And they, we, there's a shot of above of them laying, lying in their coffins, arms crossed. And the both coffins close at the same time. And that's the end of the episode. Dun, 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 dun. Happy birthday, Kara. Yeah, happy birthday. I get the top coffin. Calling all creeps. 
Well, we had twin vampires, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. No, but it was kind of, this kind of a clunker of a book and not a TV episode I will actually ever watch again, I don't think. Not anytime soon, But hey, probably. vampires for Goosebumps? Check. And Count Nightwing is a fun addition to, like, the canon of Goosebumps monsters. Even in the Goosebumps movie, which gets worse every time I watch it, there's a tiny little, like, cameo of Count Nightwing that looks much more like was what's described in the book than is actually shown in the television episode. Wow, that's kind of true. Yeah. I'll take that. That's fun. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm excited about calling all creeps. Boop, 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 boop. Hold on. I'm just calling all creeps. You guys, we're about to get goosebumps number 50. This was number 49. We're done with our 40s. We should throw a party for 50. We won't, but we uh, should. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, Going All Creeps is a really fun one. You guys should throw a party. Yeah, and tell us all about it. Email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com to talk about twins, to talk about vampires, and talk about Gwendolyn's Great Jumper. And you can reach out to us individually if you'd like. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. My Twitter, this is Matthew. My Twitter is irobotujane, and my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Read about me, bitch. My Instagram is Daniel X Montgomery, and my Twitter is Daniel Montgomery, except there's no E at the end of Montgomery. Now I don't get know. This Figure work. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. We love you so much. You'll never know. You'll honestly never know. No, you make me want to flap my arms up and down like chickens so I turn to a bat and fly out of a tall, tall window. With silvery, silvery eyes. Mm, they can see my silver eye winking up at you. Dream. Oh my gosh. We'll see you guys next time calling all creeps, huh? If, if you dare. dare. Shake me.